Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. With Jeff the Bullet Roman and Chris over here. Uh, so just one thing I wanted to tell everyone about Jeff is that uh, Jeff is a pro MMA fighter uh, out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, he just got done uh, beating somebody up uh, last week. Uh, I feel bad for that guy. And then also, uh, he owns a, uh, a business called the, uh, the Bad Collection, right? Or Bad Collective. Yeah, yeah. It's all under the hat game, so I do a lot of yeah. hat stuff. Yeah, but my, my brand is called the Bad Collection. Yeah, and you came out with, like, a new style of hat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. try to mess around so, with unique, unique style stuff, custom stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, don't you have pockets inside the hat? Yeah. You want me to show it? Man, my yeah, hair yeah. rough, y'all don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, this is one of one of my designs. Got a little stash pocket in there. Look, hold on, what's uh-huh. inside that? Little stash pocket, you can put a little something in there. Something yeah, in so there. that's pretty cool. Hold on, check out the check out the details. It's all about the details. I fear me too, huh? Details. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I, uh, so Jeff, uh, I mean, you kind of been an entrepreneur somewhat, like, uh, at least from, I remember talking to you in, like, yeah, college, right? Life, I feel like I've been an entrepreneur all my life, really. <laughs> I mean, ever since middle school, high school, selling chips and juices out my bag to uh, <laughs> other classmates. Man, i just been hustling all my life. I'm a, a straight-up Miami boy. <laughs> yeah. I remember, actually, in high school, I used to always have some kid. Uh, he used to always sell me Pop-Tucks for a dollar. I said, you know, I could, I'm sorry, man. My oh, no, no, no. Dead. I could barely hear you. No, yeah. You remind me of this one kid in high school. He, every time, like, during, like, English class or something, he's always selling me pop cuts for a dollar. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guess. Yeah, and he's always, like, he'd buy them for 50 cents, and then he yes. sells to me for a dollar, so he doubles his money. That's how goes. Yeah, That's and, then, goes. Uh, and then my fat ass, you know, I don't give a shit, so I'm just eating everything. And, you know, a dollar is cheap for me. And then, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, that's interesting. So, uh, also tell me, uh, tell me more about, uh, so tell me more, like, where you come from. You know, like, I mean, I've known you for a long time, but I mean, for the people watching. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm originally from Miami. Um, I'm from, uh, born in Opelika, raised in, uh, Carroll City area. Um, it was it wasn't an easy neighborhood to grow up in, but I mean I made new, I mean I made friends, I'm adaptable. So uh I I, I had my, my, my mother around, I had my father around, I mean separate homes, but I mean they were always communicating for me for the for the most part. Mm. Um Let's see. I mean that's, that's, I I feel like I'm I'm pretty simple. I grew up decently. Yes. Well, well, I feel like it, 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 if it wasn't for sports, for you, or I don't know if it wasn't for sports or not, but for you, you easily could have went like the other direction, right? You probably could have turned into like drugs or like crime. You know, I'm sure like the people around you were not doing the best things. Um, 
a lot of people around me were pretty much into sports as well. Um, but sports, I mean, wrestling alone has been a blessing in my life. I mean, if it wasn't for wrestling, there's no telling what well I'd be, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, if it wasn't for sports, yeah, I, I, no telling what path I would have t- taken. And yeah. I'm, I'm blessed. Yeah. Yeah, not only that, you're athletic because uh, you're a Division One wrestler, right? Uh, no, I wrestled at NAIA, but I was an All-American. Oh, right okay, yeah. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yep. I mean, not many people reach that. I mean, that's huge. For sure. I mean, especially for, to get into college, too. I mean, like, you probably weren't even thinking of going to college, but then you got a scholarship to to go wrestle at a, at a university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and once I noticed it was going to be in Iowa, the wrestling capital, I, I jumped on top of that ASAP as soon as possible. Oh, is that where you went to college in Iowa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling yeah. capital. Well, I remember you telling me that uh, because of the community where you came from, I remember you telling me one time that uh, it's mainly it's, it's uh, mainly uh, uh, African American community, right? Ooh. Why are you making me hungry? <laughs> I tried to side bacon, bacon and eggs. Yeah, um, yeah look, look, chicken, chicken, uh, chicken and potatoes, <laughs> eggs. Right, let me take a look at that. Ooh, uh, got some Ooh. pancakes on the way. So. Pancakes yeah, yeah. too. Pancakes on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, your fight's finished with you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right around for sure. So, when you're in fight camp, um, what what do you usually eat? Pancakes just came. Hold on. Ooh, that looks good. <laughs> that looks delicious. Yeah, for sure. Yo. So, what were you saying? Sorry about that. Oh no, no. So, when uh, you're in fight camp, what do you usually eat? What's your diet like? Uh, during my fight camp, I try to keep it light so I, when it's time to cut weight, it can just kind of drop off. What I like to stick to is like a soup and salad. Um, I, 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 uh, I make the chicken for my soup and salad inside of my soup, and and I just rotate between the two. I'll probably have soup for lunch one day and uh, a salad for dinner, and then I eat a, like a smoothie. I drink a smoothie every day, so I, I kind of stay on top of my carbs, get the good carbs in me. Um, that's pretty much it. Soup, salads, and, and smoothies throughout the whole like, like last month of my uh, training camp. Really? Yeah. And when it's time to cut weight, man, my the weight just flies off, and I still feel strong. Like, yeah, because that's the biggest thing with fighters is uh, the week of weight cutting. Like that, uh, that, that that's the biggest like uh, I feel like that's the biggest hurdle for fighters making the weight. Yeah. You no. Know? Like the fight camp is easy. I mean, it's not easy, but you know, we get through fight camp, then you fight. But the hardest part of fight camp, I, I feel like, is losing that those last few pounds. You know, like where you're just and a lot of people, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. But you found a way to um, to not struggle as much as others, right? Because you said you still feel healthy. Yeah. So, like for example, myself, I'm I'm still trying to figure that out. But like I'm like the last like two or three pounds of my weight cut, that's the hardest part. Like I'm dying already. Like after after I'm trying to cut the ten pounds. What are you, what are you eating during that time? 
What do you eat during that uh, time you're actually cutting hard? Like my last bike. Yeah. I'm eating, but I'm just eating like uh, straight tilapia, like fish, and no salt, just straight fish, and then spinach. That's it for the whole week. I'm eating the same same meal every day, three times a day. Uh, in the morning, I'll have eggs, but and then so say if the fight is on a Saturday, I'm eating that the whole week, and then on Thursday, I'll stop eating. And then Friday, I just focus on cutting the weight. Um, but I'm it's it's rough. It's a rough road. That's what I'm saying. Like you found, I think you found a way to. Are you still working out the last week of your count? Yeah. Okay. What kind of workouts are you out. doing? Just regular training or what? Yeah, like uh, again, like the fights on Saturday. I'll train Monday through Wednesday, and then. Uh, you know, and then I'll do my runs. I'll put my run running in there as well, and then or my sprint. And then Wednesday I'll stop, and then Thursday. You sprinting the week of the week of the fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I, I know Master Nick. He says like don't do any of that. Like the week of. Yeah, you want to let your body just recover. You should be in shape by yeah. the last week of the fight for sure. Yeah, there's no reason That's- to over like over spray. You know. There's no reason yeah. to push your your, your body. Yeah, that's rest. true. Because you about to turn it up in a couple of days, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, too. So I just found out this week that I'm fighting next Friday, next Saturday. Yeah, so I found out. No, no, I found out. I found out on Tuesday. No, Monday. I found out on last Monday that I'm fighting next um next week so yeah so like i was supposed to fight what like three weeks ago my opponent dropped out so i didn't train for like two weeks got out of shape ate whatever i wanted gained weight and then now i have to try and make that weight back again after i just had like a two-month fight camp and then now i have to try and make it get back in shape within a couple weeks just for this one so I don't know. Have you ever ran into that issue where you found out a couple weeks before that you have a fight? Uh, uh, short notice. Uh, short notice. Uh, a uh, 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 one or two weeks short notice fight. No, never. Never. I, I would. I would turn it down <laughs> unless you know, unless I was in a, a camp before and I'm. I'm. My my body is primed. Yeah. Uh, but now I don't plan on getting out of shape. I want to be ready for everything personally. Yeah. I want to be ready for the last minute fights. I want them to expect me not being safe, and 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 that's what I want. That's that's how I'm, that's how I'm okay with seeing success. You know, mm-hmm. if they underestimate me from being in shape, so. But no, I, I've never never gotten any last minute fights, and I never took in any. So. Oh, well, you're lucky. Not not even an amateur. Uh. Amateur, I stayed ready. Like I said, um, my amateur career was just—it was just so amazing because I was actually in the zone the whole time, you know. Um, and I stayed ready. If I if I did get a last minute fight, it was like, all right, perfect. I was looking for—I'm I, I, in shape to fight anyway, so let's You're do ready it. Ready anyway. Like, yeah, I've been in the gym long enough. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, huh? Now I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, but I was—I don't—I can't think of none any of my last I can't think of any fights they call last minute for me yeah that's good well because 
and, and it's tough, right? Because like you don't want to. But the thing is, like you don't want to say no to a fight either, right? When it comes your way, I feel, I feel like it's really hard to say no when an opportunity arises for you, right? If you're in shape or out of shape. Like for example, if you got a call, if you got a call from the UFC today, and yeah. say, "Will you fight next week?" I'm sure you're not going to say no, correct? Uh, if I was get that call today, I might have to say no, bro. You would I say just no. Had a fight, and I, I overindulge myself. My weight is like sky high right now. I would, I would, I would be um, chasing money if that was the case, and that ain't what I'm in here for. I'm not here mm. to chase the money, you know. Um, I, I want to get to the big show and when it's time for me to get in the big show it's going to be time and I'm going to be ready you know yeah but yeah well you've been doing good you're on a what four or five fight winning streak right now a four fight winning streak now man I feel amazing man so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about everything for sure so um, what do you think has been your key to success in these in these last four fights this far I would say um, my focus changed um, I stopped chasing all the, the, the worldly outside things and I, I started focusing on, on what I moved to Vegas for, which was fighting. And um, once I did that and I started realizing all I got to do to actually see success is put in the hard work, put in the extra work. And that's, that's what I started doing. I just had to come to a realization with myself. Put in the work, it'll pay off. Nobody out here standing in your way. Uh, ain't nobody stopping you but you, you know. And once I came to that realization, I just... I'm I'm just pushing myself and, and I'm I'm blessed to have trainer partners like uh Chitty and, and Josh and, and all the guys at the gym and you, Chris, like all like all the guys at the gym, Anthony and Jukawani, like it's it's a mm-hmm. blessing to even be able to work with these guys, work yeah. with you guys, man. So. Yeah, and you train with uh at, at some of the best gyms too, like one of the best jujitsu gyms, uh one of the best kickboxing gyms. Yeah, Sergio. So tell me so uh tell me more about Sergio's gym. Why do you love it so much? So tell you more about what? Sergio's. Oh, Sergio. Oh man. Sergio. Just Sergio as a person. He's 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 not just a a a, a instructor to us. He's a father. He's a sensei. He's a he's he's that 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 outside person you can go to talk to like when something's going wrong and he'll find a way to cheer you up like with something with some some type of joke. So Sergio, he's just so humble and, and he, he's so knowledgeable about the sport and it's ah it's it's just so unreal i was i was just blessed enough to just drop into his lap after i graduated college as an all-american mm. wrestler you know it was just a blessing and it was a quick humblance too so uh once i uh started sergio's uh he put me in with some killers <laughs> some uh black belts all i was was uh i was an all-american wrestler i was like I, none of these guys they're they're not ready for my grappling i don't care who it is and i'm gonna tell you now the first day Tap, 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 tap. So Sergio did his job. He humbled me first for the sport, and then he taught me. So he emptied my cup, and he started filling it up himself. And, mm. and him just being an instructor and alone, alone is just just everything, bro. So. And, and do you feel like as a fighter it's important to stay humble? No, for sure. I, I feel like that's the key. If you're not humble and if you feel like you can run through everybody, your, your cup, gonna be, your glass going to be already full. And then you're not gonna be able to learn. Once you empty that cup, uh, do whatever you gotta do to just stop trying to play this badass. And instead of be the badass, the better, you know. Mm-hmm. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So like one. Uh, so I just need to, you know, since I moved to San Diego, now I'm not, not I'm not at one anymore. Unfortunately, I missed the gym. But 
So new gym where I'm at, like the people are real cool. I feel real nice. nice. There's this one guy. He works at the front desk, uh, but he's a bad dude. Like he's a he's a, he's a bad dude. Like he he can wrestle. He can he's a black belt as well. And he's a great boxer. And uh, you know, he was telling me in my last fight camp, you know, because I was like overthinking things, you know, because my main thing is striking, and like one of my fears is uh, is uh, someone that's a, like a a killer and grappling, you know, mm-hmm. that's like my, it's my kryptonite. And, uh, so I was just talking to him, you know, like, Oh, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to figure out ways to like improve myself. He's like, he's like, oh, Chris, you know, one thing that I think that fighters should be asking themselves more. And then I was like, well, he's like, if you were to fight yourself, how would you beat you? you know, and then once you figure that out, then you're going to be, you should work on those things and then you're yeah. going to be able to improve on those things. So like always, oh, be thinking, yeah. So always be thinking of how you can beat yourself. Like if you're going to fight you, what would, what advice would you give to yourself? To beat, uh, beat yourself? Nice. And then you got to strengthen those. No, that's pretty yeah. dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That's yeah. Really dope. I'll yeah, take that at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great because I mean, like I'm just, yeah, you know, I, I go, I go, I always go back to my comfort zone, which is Muay Thai or kickboxing, and then like I forget to focus on wrestling or on jujitsu, and then when it's really not doing me any any good, you know, like because you know someone who's a good wrestler, jujitsu guy, they're gonna come in and just uh, murder me, right? If if, if if they can. So like those are things I realized that you know I already knew that, but really like writing it down after he told me that. Let me realize I need to put more of my time into that rather than kickboxing because I'm really comfortable there. Like I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. So if I take a few days off of kickboxing, Muay Thai, it's not going to kill me. Whether if I put that time more into into my ground. Um. So if you're to think about that, Jeff, if if you're to think about how would you beat you, what do you think would be the the key? And beating me. Yeah. Like huh. if, if you're to give advice to that, and then. So this way, so it's like I a brainstorm exercise. On how to beat yeah, me, yeah, yeah, that ain't a good call on my part. Well, no, <laughs> but to be honest, to be honest, I'm just trying to get that advice for myself. So when I go into the gym, I can use that against you. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have to find out yourself. I said, I tried to twist it around. I was trying to get you in there. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. No, but yeah, that's that's good advice. Yeah, don't give that to the camera. But I think that's that's it's very important. To um, to think about that, you know, throughout your whole career, even yeah. if you're the champion, it, or especially if you're the champion, you know, you should always be improving, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Hard part, yeah. Um, so also, uh, tell me more about this uh, last fight that you just had. Uh, this so, like, what promotion was it for? Yeah. Say that again. What promotion do you fight for? Oh, oh, I fought for FFC. Uh, it's it's down okay. here in uh, Vegas at the Rio Hotel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's a pretty nice organization, man. I was impressed when I when I got there. Great, great um venue for sure. Um, but it was cool. They they treated us they treated us like uh legit uh king fighters. Like like we was top notch, man. They they showed us love behind the stage when we got out there. They did what they had to do. It was a great organization. So I would love to fight for them again. Not even. No joke. I would love to fight for them again. Yeah. The and cage, who, who, I mean, the ring was a bit different for me. They they mm-hmm. fight in a, a ring. I, I, mm-hmm. I believe it had five ropes. 
the rope was low enough, but it, it was, I don't know, just kind of readjusting once you're already in a good position. Sometimes it, it, it throws the throws the flow off, but um, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I made do for sure. I made do. Uh, but I would fight for them again for sure, no question. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. And uh, wasn't that, 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 so they cared about you. Yeah, 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 they did. They showed, they showed that they actually care for their fighters. And made sure they took care of all the medicals and, and made sure we got everything we needed to pr- prepare and be ready for the fight, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's very important. A lot of shows don't care about the fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the shows, you know, like, so I'm sure, like, if FMC calls you again, you don't mind fighting for that organization again, right? Because they took such good care of you. Right. Also, prom- yeah, and they promoted you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they promoted you. I I'd hope that they promote you. And uh, so, uh, who did you fight? Uh, the the guy that I fought for, for name was uh Jamil Abrigamov. He was a Russian cat, I believe he was Russian. Um, mm. tough guy. I watched a lot of his film. Um, I had a long three months of just being in tune with him. <laughs> I watched a lot of his film. And he he was a tough tough. He was seems like a tough opponent. He controlled everybody. He fought. He fought uh, high level uh, uh, high level guys and won. Um, his fight before me, he fought um, someone in Bellator um, for Bellator, and um, he was just, he's just a tough guy. He he was a tough guy. And I seen him control a lot of fighters. I seen that he wrestled. I seen that he uh, he he worked. He practices jujitsu. So I, I came with the mind frame. I know he's going to bring it, so I need to be ready to bring every bit of whatever I got to bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what would you say was the toughest part about fighting him? Um, The toughest part about fighting, just working through my nerves and getting in the cage, you know, getting in the mm-hmm. ring. I, I would say that's the hardest part every time. And once you're in there, boom, all the, the switches turned on. Is yeah. in the zone time, and once mm-hmm. you're in the zone, you just locked in. It's like, let's go. We fighting. That's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Jeff Bowman uh, caught a head kick in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. a head kick. Yeah, that's I mean, impressive. It, it, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I was, I was proud of my head kick. I mean, I throw a lot of leg kicks, body kicks, but I was able to throw a head kick today. It, it, uh, not today, but at the end of the fight, and it, it kind of it shook him a little bit. Got him. He was able to. He, he got him to switch stance a little bit. And once he switched stance, I went in for the takedown and got the takedown. So it, it did what it did his job. The head kick did his job, and I was happy that I was able to throw it in the fight. So. Yeah, that's interesting. So that head kick, since it rocked him, it probably made him nervous, right? Yeah. So and he went into like yeah, survival mode. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I took a few shots on him. And he did a good job defending early in the uh, fight. Um, I took two good shots, and I feel like he defended him pretty well. And and once I that third shot I took was after the head kick. I head kicked, and I seen the kind of he, he was kind of off a little bit, and I took him down, and I was able to take him down that way. So yeah. Okay, and then uh, and you said uh, you were controlling him the whole fight pretty much, right? You were controlling the whole. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I took his back twice. Uh, I couldn't finish. It's, it's small things I definitely need to work on down there. Um, I, I, I do a lot of submissions. Um, 
taken aback. Um, was not one really one of those submissions that I worked on a lot. I I I I don't really work on getting there a lot. But now after this fight, it shows that I, I definitely need to work on mm-hmm. taking the bag mm-hmm. and finishing my rear naked chokes and stuff. And so I learned a lot from this fight as well. Um, I got in a lot of positions. I was in control the whole time, but I got in a lot of positions that I don't normally get into while I'm doing jujitsu. So, um, yeah, it, it opened my eyes up to a lot. It shows me that I, I need a lot. I, I still got to work on a lot. Like we all, all, all the fighters got to work on a lot. It's so much to learn out there. So. Yeah. So, uh, um, the co-host Marissa, she's on right now. I'm going to add her. I'm going to add, I'm going to add Marissa. To, I'm going to add Marissa, the co-host. To, uh, okay. Like sure. she's she signed on. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hey, Marissa. What's yeah. going on? Good. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm in DC right now, and I'm doing. Sorry. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I'm in a I'm in a open space, and so just ask me to go somewhere else. Um. Hold on. Okay, so I'm here in in DC for a conference, and um, so I was not able to. Oh, here's one. Cool. So I'm here for a conference, and I uh, am at a workshop right now on core values, and I just left the the workshop for a little bit, but. Uh, I'm uh, doing that conference life and meeting a lot of people. So I just came in right after you were talking about your fight. So you can continue on, Chris, if you want to. I'll, I'll join when I can. I mean, Jeff was just. Oh, okay. There you go. I hear Jeff. Um, so actually, Jeff, hey, I want to get Marissa. Sorry, Marissa. I just want to give you a heads up. My headphones are dead. So. Whenever you speak, kind of try to speak into your mic if you could. I heard you okay. overall. Okay. Clearly, so just cool. No problem. Chris, Chris didn't get that concept yet because he's still talking real low. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Bluetooth on my headphones. Like, they're not doing too well, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, no. They are. Yeah. They are. I'm just joking, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeff and I will go at it all day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I've known Jeff for, uh, I think I've known Jeff for, like, when did he move to Vegas? What, what was that? When did you move to Vegas? Um, I moved to Vegas, graduated 2011, probably like 2012, I believe. 2012, yeah. So I've known Jeff until what? Uh, about, it's been about eight, eight years, eight, nine years. Or eight years, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've known Jeff for a while. And I remember, so when Jeff started training, I started training maybe – six months or a year before he did. Yeah. And then uh, I've just been seeing Jeff climb the ranks. Like when he first came into the gym, mm-hmm. he just, uh, he came from Florida, Miami, or yeah, yeah so he came from Miami. And uh, and then he moved to Vegas just for fighting pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what, you got hooked up by someone to come to our gym, correct? I got what? You got hooked up by someone to come to our gym, right? Oh like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, it was a high school wrestling coach, uh, Jimmy Bice. He knew Nick, and he knew Nick uh, was looking for grapplers to join his fight camp. And um, I guess Jimmy Bice reached out to my college coach, 
and uh, asked if they had any guys that was interested in MMA. MMA. And um, I was doing like an extra work after a tra- after uh, wrestling, and uh, all the time we used to do jujitsu at the end, just kind of mess around with. It. I didn't know anything about jujitsu in our reality. Um, and my coach asked me, um, what do you, you have any plans for after college? I was like, no, nah, not really. He asked me if I wanted to fight MMA. I was like, I never thought about it, but sure. And then he said, um, I know some coaches out in Vegas, if you're interested, um, you can go out there and visit and, and, and see what you think about it. Um, and that's what I did. I went out and visit. Oh man, it was tough. <laughs> I, 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 that's when I met Chitty and Anthony and, um, and Josh and, and all the kickboxes there, man. And, and I, I had trouble keeping my hands up. I was coming from a wrestling background where I, I keep my hands low. And I had to keep my hands up. I kept getting, they kept kicking me in the head, kicking me in the head, telling me, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, you know, I learned a lot that first week of just going to visit. And, um, and yeah, and I, I, I went there to visit. I liked it. I loved it. And uh, they said they didn't think I was going to come back because I got beat up so bad. I wound up coming back. Uh, I went back home to Miami. I sold like my car and, and whatever I could sell to make make a little extra couple of dollars to move back out there. And then mm-hmm. I, I moved back to uh, Vegas a month later and started training. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question for you about about you know what you know. Um, what did you like? What's maybe one thing that you know now that you wish you would have known like the first time? that you moved or to Vegas? Um, something, something I would have pretty much told myself if I could tell my, yeah. my, my, my right. myself. Right, um, yeah. Let's see, let me see. Um, stick to the people, stick to the people that, that's there for you, uh, straight up. Um, yeah. Yeah, stick to the people that's there for you because they gonna meet up. I, yeah. I, I just, I, I just revamped that with myself, I guess. Just stick mm-hmm. to those people, even if y'all have a hard time. Just stick with those people because they got you. Yeah. So, right. And so I'm sure you come across a lot. Of, I mean, I've heard a lot of maybe this is the wrong thing, uh, misconception about Vegas, but I heard that it's very um, superficial. Like there's not a lot of depth to like relationships in terms of people because of the industries that are like really prevalent there. Do you do you see that that's the same thing, or do you have a different um, experience? My, my opinion on something like that, I, I don't know if it's my personality, but I get along with people pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been blessed enough not to run into, I guess, a lot of fake people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I really haven't had a bad experience in that area, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to just kind of throw that out in the ether and tell it's yeah. terrible out here, you know. So I mean, yeah. I, I personally haven't had any bad experiences with people right. out here in Vegas. I mean, everybody, everybody I met for the most part were pretty genuine people. I was genuine mm-hmm. back to them, and, and mm-hmm. they just they, they just reciprocated the whatever I was giving them pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I I've had no bad experience. How about yourself? Did you have? Do you feel like oh. you ran into that? Yeah. From Vegas? No, I'm from San Diego, but I I lived in New York, and so. The reason why I brought it up is because, you know, just being at this conference, you get exposed to so many different types of personalities and you see people that, you know, online, like through like social channels and stuff. And then like you meet them in person and they're like not the same, like they're different or like they have. And 
prior to like this year, I was very, I was very consumed with that. I would really, it would really bother me. It'd be like, Oh, you're fake. Like, and then I'd be like, why did I invest my time in you and like waste my time? But I think now I, I make it, I make it less about my reaction to that and just kind of say, well, I don't know what they're going through. Maybe they aren't fake. Maybe they're introverted, like so many things and just try to like, be true but i think that's part of personal growth over dealing with fake people right like you it's how you approach it or see it yeah, so yeah. i wonder about that so yeah. i mean life in general is, is what i feel is, is what you make of it you know right mm-hmm. so if you if you if you go into a place like if you were if you were to come to vegas and, and, and have that mindset Oh, everybody in Vegas is fake. No matter yeah. what somebody do, no matter how kind somebody is to you, you already have that thought in your head. Oh no, they fake right. because everybody in Vegas is fake. You know, right? So um, yeah. I mean, if you put that in your mind that everybody's gonna be fake, you mm-hmm. run into that. Even if you're not right. running into it, you don't think you're running into it. You know? Right. Right. Exactly. So, kind of like what you focus on is what you attract. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, that's it's funny because that's that's life for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting that you bring that up because um, so whenever I talk to Jeff, he he's always very positive. Mm-hmm. No, he's a very positive person. Like uh, I remember actually before I was moving to San Diego, Jeff and I were having a uh, we're having a conversation. I don't know if Jeff remembers this, but we're outside and it's kind of it was hot outside, and then. Uh, Jeff was just like, hey, man, like when you move out there, he's like, do what you got to do. He's like, start your own business, make your money. Um, you know, you can do it. You've tried it a few times and like you, you keep on learning. And uh, and for some reason, like when you said that to me, uh, it made me uh, it like, it, how do you say, it, it motivated me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because cause Jeff has a friend out here in San Diego, I think owns a club, right? Yeah, yeah, he owns two of them. Um, one of them is uh, ah, I can't think of the name of his club. Um, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. Describe it. Maybe we'll know if you describe it. It's it's downtown. It's a um, F six. There we go. One of them is F six. Oh, okay. And then he owns mm-hmm. another big one. I guess it's the biggest one out there in San Diego. I can't think of the name of it. Omnia. No, nah, I don't. It's, no. I don't think it's Omnia. No. I, I, I don't I don't even I don't even remember remembering the name of this uh remember hearing the name of it so I mm-hmm. even if I heard it I probably wouldn't know it but it's not Omni. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm not, is, I'm not a big go ahead. Oh no, but his story is good, right? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't just start the business. I think he started working like at the bottom there, right? Yeah. He moved way up. Mm-hmm. Now he owns it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I think he started as like a host and he just kind of learned the business and kind of grew, grew with the business and, and he wanted to take it over the business and then branching out to another business. So it was really mm-hmm. cool. He stuck to what he knew. Even in college, he was that party animal setting up the parties, making sure everybody had fun. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, it, and it grew with him. It grew with him and made him millions and millions of dollars, you know? So Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm going to, I got to go back to the workshop. So uh-huh. I'm going to head out, but um, we'll talk later. Jeff, yeah, so nice fun. to meet you. We'll connect yeah, another time. I'll hear your story. I'll watch it back and stuff like that. So. Sure, for sure. All right. Have a All good right. one. Bye.
So now that we're back, uh, now we're talking about business. Uh, tell me how uh, you started uh, your your hat your hat game uh, business. Oh. I'm bad. Do something where you can talk a little bit. I just want a big a big scoop in. Oh oh oh! Yeah, I got it. Are hey, you hungry, huh? I ain't hungry, but I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Everyone excuse Jeff. He's got out of a, a big fight camp and he had to starve himself for a while, I'm sure. So, mm. so now he's just enjoying this, some pancakes. This is my third breakfast today. Yeah. Today, yeah, man. It's not, even, it's not even 1130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is actually my third breakfast today. My first one was uh, oatmeal. After I rode my bike, I rode it, uh, rode by six miles. Just a nice little uh, relaxing. I ain't do nothing all weekend. Get on the bike and work out. Nice little chill ride. And I ate some oatmeal, and then I uh, I wanted to run some errands uh, right after that. And then I got back home. I ate some uh, some some wheat cereal. I don't know what it is. Uh, I had a, uh, one of my friends from college come through, and he bought some type of cereal, and he left it there. So I was like, let me try it. I tried it. It was pretty good. Um, I ate that, and then I uh, got in contact with my sponsor. I was asking him what he was doing today, and then he was like, uh, he's about to head to the shop. I was like, shit, I'm about to pull up. And then, uh, so I came here at uh, Stacks and Yolks. So if y'all get a chance, y'all come check this spot out, Stacks and Yolks, man. They show plenty of love. Let me see if I can see the logo in here. Oh, I can't find a logo. Stacks and Yolks. We'll, we'll post it somewhere on here somewhere, so make sure y'all yeah. see it. Check it out. <laughs> Um, is that the one that's on Durango? Huh? Is that the one that's on Durango? Do you talk Durango? Say that again? Uh, the, the location right in the 15 in Durango. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on Durango. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, I've been there once. It's pretty good. Okay, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. I'm loving it so far, so. Yeah. Is that your first time there? Yeah, my first time here. Okay, how are the pancakes? I, I didn't even, I didn't cut to the pancakes yet. They look so good, though. They yeah, look show, so good. Show them. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to cut it to them while they still room, you know? Damn, those are they're huge. huge. They're huge. They're huge. Um, oh, but yeah, let's get back. So, so the, the bad collection, so your, your hat game, the hat game. Okay. Yeah, t tell us the story on how uh, you got started and now now where you're at with, uh, with your uh, company. Okay, um, the hat game is just something I started, uh, was it back in college? And I used to um, buy hats and sell hats. And um, I wore hats all the time. I'm going, I, I, I didn't went ball because I wore so many hats every day, I guess. Um, so I, I live by hats. So, um, I got my own brand um, called the, uh, the Hat Game, and um, with that, we design different companies' hats. We, we customize, do different, do di we do all all type of hat tricks. We do trims, like anything you can imagine on a hat, we do it. Um, so I, I've been working with other companies doing that, and then um, I decided because I, I I sell so many companies' hats to other people uh, online and everything, I decided to make my own brand, which is the Bad Collection. And uh, the bad stands for building a dynasty. It's a, a black empowerment brand. Um, just kind of to 
show show everybody out there that it, there is some positive in the black community and the black in the mm-hmm. black culture. It's not all negative what they show on TV. So that's pretty much what my brand represents. Building the dynasty. I, I push it. I wear I wear one of my hats every day. That's my the hat game logo. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's it's been going well overall. Um, got a lot of support this past um this past few weeks actually with the fight coming up. So everybody was at the fights wearing wearing uh, the uh, bad collection cool. hat. So it was pretty dope. I felt great about it. Um, things things are going well. Things are going well with it for sure. Things are going well. Yeah. Well, I think it's going really well. I mean, because now you have your hat in people's stores now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In people, uh, people what? In people's stores, right? Like, you, you have oh, you yeah. have your hats in yeah. stores, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, in a few stores. Uh, one of my, my, my favorite stores that is in is actually down, not downtown, at uh, Town Square. So um, it's uh, Narcissistic. It's a pretty dope, uh, pretty dope uh, hip-hop urban store, clothing store. And yeah, they they supporting the brand, and I support their their company as well. So y'all, so, y'all live in Vegas, y'all go down to uh, Town Square and check out Narcissistic, pretty dope clothing store. So how, how did you make that connection? Um, uh, I I worked in the nightclubs for a while, and I I've met a couple owners from certain places. That's uh, that's how I met a lot of my sponsors too, and um, and yeah, just kind of connected connected with them and. And just that's all. Connected with them, communicated, let them know that I had a brand, and I was interested in putting their store that's interested in. And one one thing led to another, and they were in the stores. And uh, so, when you're making these uh, when you're making these connections, um, do you feel like it's a long process sometimes to um, kind of get your be like, yeah. it, it really can be. Uh, right now, I'm in the uh, process of trying to get my hats and lids. That, that seems like it's going to be a lot longer process. But I'm I'm doing everything I can step by step and, and trying to make it happen, you know. So we'll see. Uh, y'all put some prayers out there for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, anybody yeah. out there got some connects, y'all hit me up. Jeff the Bullet on all social media. <laughs> yeah, Jeff the Bullet. Yeah, yeah or, you, or you can contact me and then I can always put you in touch with Jeff as for well. Sure. You know? Yeah, like, I, mean, sure. I don't mind helping out, you know, friends. Uh, with or any business owner, especially like at at the stage where we are, you know, like we're still like kind of pave the way and like reach our goals. Yeah. I think sure. it's imp- important for all of us to always like uh, support each other. You know, like um, for sure, most important, most important. Without support, it's nothing out there. We yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have support on something, you you don't have anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like family, kind of right. I mean, like, but yeah. it's a different kind of community. And uh, so you're talking about. Uh, the bad is part uh, is to try and help put positivity in the black community, right? Yeah, just kind of showing that it is a lot of positive, uh, positive things going on in the black culture. Like uh, uh, it's just based off of all the negative they show from television. Like everything, a lot of things that are negative are from black people, and and that's just un- that's just sadly, I don't know just sad that even they, they show like that it, it might be how i'm looking at it but it, it's it's enough for me to want to create a brand like this to show a lot of positive you know well, that's great i mean because i think there is a lot of like stigma or uh bad perceptions about uh they the black community i mean like the, i mean there's a reason why people feel that way right i mean yeah. 
you know, there's a reason why, um, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm blanking out. What's that black movement that happened? Oh, Black, black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. They made yeah. that a, ter- uh, a terrorist movement. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, come on now. This shit is just yeah. unreal. Like, yeah. It's, un- it's, un- un- it's so unreal and it's unfair at this point. Yeah, like, and like, uh, like it, it bothered me a little bit when I saw Black Lives Matter that people were, um, how do they say, it? like, they're getting frustrated with that movement because all, I mean, yes, I mean, black people are getting together because they're tired of, um, of what, what's happening to them, right? Like, for example, Chicago, right? I mean, yeah. I know Chicago has like a lot of like, uh, like a high crime rate, a lot of like black people are dying out there and, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, and everyone's lives matter, but especially like when you're targeted, why, why, um, yeah. Why shouldn't you speak out loud about it, right? Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. for sure. Like you have, you have every right, and I think that's that's good to, uh, you know, spread that love out there, right? Like you're, 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 like how you're saying, you know, like, you know, like I mean, there's good and bad and 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 everything, right? Like yeah. you know, yeah, but no, the, for sure, yeah. for sure. But why not spread out the good and why not spread out the love if you can and I think that's great that you're doing that because not a lot of people focus on those things so many people are out there being and like I know you personally I know that you're not a selfish dude like you're trying you know you do try to be positive and and like you know you you give positivity out to the team right for the most part and uh and I appreciate that from you because like like you don't see that often so and what, what, why do you think that you're like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it feels natural for me. So, I mean, I enjoy I enjoy positive energy coming towards me. So, I feel the same. I feel like somebody else will feel the, like love the positive, positive energy bouncing off of me, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it just comes natural to me. There's no reason I do it. It's just, it feels good for me. So, mm-hmm. it feels good for me, and I, I feel like it, it'll feel good for anybody else, you know? That's why I do what I do. So, do you feel like uh, judgment is one of the worst things that that human beings carry? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Judgment is. I don't know. You can't. You can't really get to know a person if if you're judging them ahead of hand. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about the 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 empty cup, full cup, half cup to deal. So if you're judging somebody ahead of time, you're already filling your cup on them. So they they don't have a chance of even even showing you the person they are. They they they, they really are because you already assuming something on them. So I mean, I think it's just it's 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 unfair. It, it's definitely unfair, but it's people like that, and that's just what it is, you know. And some things yeah. you just gotta accept. So when you uh, so for example, say if you run into someone. Uh, and I don't know if you ha- you ever have, but say if you run into someone and they automatically dislike you for whatever reason, um, you know, they might feel some insecurity within themselves that they don't like you for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. How, how, do, how do you handle that situation if you feel like someone dislikes you? If, if someone's what? Doesn't like you, like right off the, like if right they when they first like, meet you. I don't, I don't. So, so if somebody just feel like they don't like me off back, and I, I just won't communicate with them. If I don't have a reason to communicate with them, I'll just go on about my day. I don't, I don't have a reason to try to butter them up or anything. So 
I would personally just go on about my day. Like, if if I need something from you, I I announce that. If, and if you don't want to do your part, it's it's okay with me. That's fine. I know. Like, if if, I, if you need me, I, I I treat you the same way you treated me. Like, so. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't stress on it. I would yeah. accept it. That's what I would definitely I would accept it. You don't you don't like me for whatever reason. I'll try to give you a reason to uh, reinstate that. And if you feel a way like no, I just don't like you, I would accept it by all means. And in business, do you feel like uh, so with your business, do you feel like you run into people that are more positive than negative? Yeah, I, I really feel like I, I run into a lot more positive people. And they, it's it's how you approach people. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. If you approach people like as if you had an attitude, that's your first impression with them. They gonna feel like you always have an attitude when they be talk to them. So uh, me personally, I, I try to be respectful to people when I uh, first meet them, um, and I, I think that'll take you a long way when you show respect. Like even when I was working in the club industry for a long time, um, once I, I I came off the rep and showed people I, I have respect for you, but this is my problem, um, and they 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 seem to understand a lot more when you go over there trying to be like, hey, you can't do this, you know. So, yeah, respecting people is the key, bro. You respect people, you get respect back. That, yeah, that's that's what I've learned in life, personally. Yeah, because nobody There's wants no occasional to... people that just don't care and they're just so selfish and. You have those occasional people as well, but with those people, you accept it and you move on. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're not going to change who they are, right? That's who they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to move on. Or else, or else, if you focus on those little things, that's going to ruin your day. You know, you shouldn't allow yeah, little I, things I, like I, that I, ruin I, your day. It got yeah. really loud in my background. One second. Can I know. I say that again? No, I was saying like it's good that you don't focus on those things because if you focus on those little things of people not liking you or, uh, you know, someone just giving you the wrong attitude, then it's going to ruin your whole day. You yeah, know? then you can't focus life. on you. You can't focus on your own yeah. happiness. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, it's interesting because uh, I remember uh, I bought a few of your hats back in a long time ago when we were at uh, the old gym on Pecos. Say that you bought a what? Remember uh, when you used to sell hats at the old gym in Pecos? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I remember you starting your brand. You know, like yeah, you starting yeah. your company. You know, like, yeah, got to man's got to eat, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, man, I, I freaking love your – I still have them. I, I bought a, a dope hat from you, a Supreme. Uh, I think I bought, like, a, a New York hat off of you, too. Yeah, I mean, it was just – it's cool, right? Because I mean, you sold it for less than the competition. Yeah, 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 for sure. So why, why, and the quality is just as good or even better. Yeah, yeah. So why would I go to Lids, pay? I don't know how much some for. I haven't been in Lids in a long time. But I might buy your hats for like twenty dollars. Yeah. And <laughs> so why would I go there when I get the same quality hat? And then, exactly. 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 Yeah, and I think you. And uh, so, do you feel like that's how you try to stay ahead of your competition? Um, now, now my business is a lot different. It ain't, it ain't just like brands like those anymore. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, at the at the starting point, yeah, definitely. I mean, being that that that, that price, that price range is always a win. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's very important because, like, uh, I just met with some guy yesterday. He's uh, 
Uh, I can't really explain too much about what his app is because it hasn't been created yet, but it's really cool. Like this guy's from Ohio. He, um, he's trying to make a music application, something that has to do with music. And like he's talking about like, you know, Spotify or like Apple Music, you know, they charge you like $10 per month. Yeah. And he's saying, he's, he's pretty much saying like, I don't want to charge you anything to play music from my, from my app. You know, I'm trying to make money in, in different ways. Um, you know, he starts saying that, you know, like when you focus so much on like trying to compete at the same level of your competition, you're never going to make it. So it's always good to. Uh, Sorry. Your folks are your folks on your pancakes. Say what? It looks like you're focused on your pancakes. But yeah, <laughs> like I, I buttered them down already. I was trying to get them nice and moist. Thank you. Thank you. What? What you got more syrup? Huh? You got more syrup? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get some syrup in the first place, so yeah, I put a little bit of syrup on it now. These pancakes are huge, boy. You should see the. <laughs> Gotta let Jeff eat a little bit. Doesn't eat. Boy, I. It's funny because like I just see you. Like this, all I see you doing. All you see is what? Like oh. like, well, <laughs> hey, like pancakes, right? Yeah, you look at you look at the pancakes like this. <laughs> this is hilarious, man. Take a bite. Let me know how that is. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm about to right now. Uh, talk. So I think, uh, you know, mm. yeah? Jackson Yokes, y'all. Pull up. Jackson Yokes. If you're in Las Vegas, it's located off of uh, 215 in Durango on the southwest side of Las Vegas. Uh, really good food. Um, I met the owner once, and uh, I think it was a family business. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Um, but they've been around for a while. I think they've been around for a few years at least, and that's good. Actually, your business has been around for a while. Say too. That again? I, I said your business has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's great because uh, one thing that I uh, read online i forgot how many percentages of businesses that fail within the first year it's it's insane and you've been around for a long time and i think it's because you probably played well with your budget too like you don't just throw your money out there like you, you strategically plan on how you're going to go about your business correct yeah yeah so how did you manage to uh how did you manage to stay in business for this long um, I, I feel like a supporter from a lot of uh, friends and fans and family. I mean, like like you said, I, I, I give out a lot of energy and a lot of people bring a lot of energy back too. So I, I feel like that, that uh, I guess, uh, a fellowship of friends and family, you know, it, it helps helps keep the business keep rotating and keep pushing, you know. So um, just support. Like you said, we without support, we have nothing. Just the support of everybody around me and everybody I know, it, it, it keeps the brand flowing. So. And do you feel like uh, 
a lot of your customers that you have that you uh, that you retain them, like they keep coming back to you. Oh, uh, you're oh you're asking if that yeah 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 I have uh, new 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 customers old customers yeah people come back whenever I get new designs in they'll support the new designs so yeah yeah that's, that's pretty cool yeah that's great so like uh because I'm not familiar with retail so much like with hats or anything I'm more in like the tech space so in retail what is some of your or with hats in general what are some of your biggest hurdles that you've ran into. Um, working with, I guess, cause I, I order in bulk, I order a uh, huge amounts, get ordering a size, uh, not a size, but a color that people don't really mess around with, I would say, um, and, and just being stuck with, uh, stuck with product, stuck with product. That's like the biggest hurdle. I would mm-hmm. I would say anybody in retail would be be having trouble with being stuck with product that uh, that, that that the customer's not feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, do you do you market your business a lot? Uh, say that again. Do you market your business a lot? Do you mark? Do, uh, do you market it? Like, do you do, market, do a lot of marketing? So, yeah. so what was the question about marketing? Yeah, so like, do you do a lot of marketing on your business? Um, I would say uh, I used to post every day. I do a lot of social media marketing. I post every day, and um, and yeah, every uh, I, I throw commercials out there. Um, I, I throw put them on ads every now and then. Um, yeah, so I do a fair amount of marketing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, for example, uh, possibly definitely be better actually. Yeah. You should probably maybe even talk to Marissa. So that's what she does. She does a uh, she has a lot of digital marketing for other companies. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I've seen her. Uh, um, I've seen the way that she works, and she really uses like a lot of like data, a lot of informational uh-huh. data that's out there to drive your product. Um, she, and I think for anyone, she'd be valuable for anyone. I think it's just good to even like get on like a thirty-minute call with her, to just understand. Like she can just give you advice, and then you take that advice, and then take it as your own, and then build on top of it. You know, but, and like I said, I think it's important for all of us to always be uh, in touch with each other, and we all support each other. Like for example, I don't know, for a thirty-minute call, she gives you advice, and you take that, and then you know you get little beats of little bits and pieces from everyone to take and try to you know see what works or what doesn't work for yourself right right yeah because like for example my business i don't do any marketing but i should be no because right now what i what right now what i do is i go to like a lot of networking events you know so i go to a lot of networking events and then uh and meet people that way that may need the services that i offer but your business is different. Like I think your business does need a lot of uh, marketing on social media, definitely for sure. You know, I think Instagram is probably like a big one for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what? Uh, so in general, why did you start a hat company? Out of all the other companies that you could have started, what? Why was it hat? Say that again. 
So why did you start a hat company? Because out of all the other companies that are out there, why did you decide to go with hat? Um, I went with hats because that's that's what I knew. That's what I, I wore all the time. Every day I wore a hat. So I figured, why if I'm wearing a hat every day, why wouldn't I? Um, why, I'm sure other people out there wear hats every day. So I just kind of went with a hat company. And they, they always had more of a success rate for me than um, my, clothes, my actual clothing line, you know? Mm-hmm. Further on down the road, don't get me wrong, I'll definitely branch out to uh, clothes, probably shirts. Uh, and But right now, hats is where it's at for me. It's, it's really been working out for me. Yeah, that's great to hear. So, uh, Jeff, we're coming up on our uh, on our hour. But, uh, you know, it was great talking to you. You know, congratulations again on your fight. Um, you know, uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you won your fight. Like, congratulations. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, if you can let people know, like, how can they find you? Um, on social media, if y'all on um, Instagram, Jeff the Bullet. Um, Jeff, Jeff Roman on uh, Facebook. Uh, Jeff the Bullet on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you have to put it on all social media pretty much. Okay. And then what about for your hat brand? Where can they uh, reach okay. you at? Um, you can go check out thebadcollection.com or even go to my, my personal Instagram, Jeff the Bullet, and you'll see uh, owner of the Bad Collection under it as well. So, Okay. Yeah. And then for uh, any future fights, uh, where do you post a lot for your, uh, in case you've made, maybe you gained some fans throughout this podcast, uh, where can uh, – people uh view your fight schedule my fight i I post mostly on instagram so definitely on there okay awesome yeah everyone please stay tuned jeff you know i I, you know he's an up-and-comer in the in the pro in the in the in the pro market right now he's killing it four fight win streak uh ceo of the back collection uh please give him a follow on uh on the social media and for his company and uh you know, please contact him. He's a great dude. So, for sure, that's right. about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeff. I will yep, take care. Sure. Enjoy those pancakes. Appreciate you. I'm doing Chris. All right. All right. Later. This is the Business AF podcast, where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.